There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. You're listening to the QuickBook Reviews podcast. Brighten your day with a book. Well, hello, my fellow bookworms. This is Philippa from QuickBook Reviews. How are you all? I am very well, although I had a very embarrassing time yesterday. Let me share this with you. I don't know why this always happens to me, but I went to put petrol in the car and everything was fine. I did have some nice boots on, but they were they were sensible, sensible soles, ridges on the bottom, so it should be fine. But when I got out of the car, I couldn't actually get any grip. I don't know if you've ever seen, like, I'm a celebrity, get me out of here. And with the final thing that they do, where they're having to try and crawl up this sort of water-strewn um, bit, trying to get to the target, and the water keeps coming at them, and they keep falling over. That was me trying to get the petrol. So I was sort of trying to cling to the car as I went round, then cling to the sort of petrol kiosk, then stand, try and stand upright while holding onto the car. And nobody else was doing it. I don't know whether just where I'd parked the car, someone had dropped some sort of weird slippery liquid. I don't know, but it, oh my goodness, it was just mortifying. And you know, it's always that time when people who know you see you, oh, hello, oh, hello, yes, I'm clinging onto the car for no reason. Oh, it was just so embarrassing. I thought, great. Yet again, Philippa strikes again. But never mind. I'm here. I've been reading. Have you been reading? What have you been reading? Do let me know. Um, I've heard some very interesting ideas for the new year in terms of reading targets. Now, I'm not a huge fan of saying I'm going to read so many books. Because I think you just don't know what life's going to throw at you. None of us need extra pressure. I mean, for some people, it can be a good way of setting a target and working hard to read more books. And that's great. But if you get too busy and then it's stressful having a target that you can't meet, is that really a great idea? But somebody said what they're all they're going to do is for every book they read next year, I'm recording this just before the new year. So every book they read in 2020, they're going to put a pound or if in the US, a dollar, a, a good solid coin in a jar. And at the end of the year, they're going to put that towards new books because somebody had just done it and they had 200 pounds, 200 pounds to spend on books. I mean, the mind boggles. Um, so I think that's a really good idea. Maybe I'll split it half for charity, half for 
the charity of my book shopping, who knows? Uh, but I did like that idea and thought I'd mention it to you. So today we're doing something slightly special. Listeners, I have devoted a lot of time over Christmas to this, so I hope it's of use. We had the Richard and Judy Book Club publish their winter selection list a couple of weeks ago. Now, if you're not aware, Richard and Judy were always um, sort of prime time interviewing couple on television in the UK. And then after that, well, during that time, they set up this book club and they've carried on doing that, even though they're not on TV as much. And sort of every season, um, they come up with a short list of books. This time it was six. And while you might, some people have issues. Some people say, well, how do those books get chosen? I'm not even going to get into that. Um, but I, despite that, I think the books tend to be good. Some are disappointing. Some are just not my sort of thing. But I looked at these six books and thought, well, Actually, I have read one already, so that means I've only got to do five um, afresh. Um, I thought, why not? Let's go through them all and see what we think, and then I can talk you through them. So, the first book is called The Family Upstairs uh, by Lisa Jewell, and that's published by Century. Then we've got The Whisper Man by Alex North, and that's published by Penguin. Then uh, a book that I'd seen as hardback, but I didn't want to pay for a hardback, so I waited, and I'm glad because it's now out in paperback. Blood Orange by Harriet Tice. I hope I've pronounced that right. Um, uh, and that's published by Wildfire. Then The Silent Patient, and that's one you've probably heard me talk about before, by a chap called Alex Michaelides, and that's published by uh, Orion. Then Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Uh, that's published by Corsair. And I have been seeing a lot of chat about that book on Twitter, Instagram. And I'll come on to that in a bit more detail later on. And then finally, uh, She Lies in Wait by Geetha Lodge. And that's published by Penguin. So six really good books. What particularly drew me to talking to you about this selection is that they're all sort of, well, they're not all thrillers, but that they're all sort of me books, the books that I think I would like. Where the Crawdad Sing looked like the book I would struggle with the most. Um, but generally the concept, the genres of the book seem like ones that I would enjoy. So I thought, well, this is a really good one for me to go through and talk to you all and see which of those six I would suggest you read as well, or at least consider. So also what I had a look at is what ratings they all got on Amazon, because I do tend to find those are quite helpful when I'm looking what books to read. And they were all a, a plus four. So the maximum you could get is five stars. But when you're dealing with hundreds of reviews, I, I think it's very unusual to come up with a full five star. Um, and so let me just have a look. So Amazon ranked uh, the Where the Crawdads Sing in top. It had 408 reviews, averaging 4.7. That's very good. Then there was The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. That was that had 436 reviews, average 4.5. Third was The Whisper Man, uh, with a lower amount, a few hundred reviews, 4.5. Um, then The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Then She Lies in Wait, and then Blood Orange. And in some ways, I can see why they've got those different reviews, those different marks. But again, let me talk to you about each book, and then you can see what you think. So the first one, let's start with this. The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. 
and it says that this is a twisty engrossing story of betrayal and that has been written by the no less than ian rankin obviously a very uh, well-known crime writer and someone i hold in high regard so that certainly led me to buy this because i should say i bought this before it was on the list i got it in hardback it was on for a very good deal and it's been sitting on my must read this pile for a while so i could just uh, get started on this straight away as soon as i saw the list had been published so the blurb in a large house in london's fashionable chelsea a baby is awake in her cot well fed and cared for she is happily waiting for someone to pick her up in the kitchen lie three decomposing corpses close to them is a hastily scrawled note they've been dead for several days who has been looking after the baby and where did they go two entangled families a house with the darkest of secrets so what did i think about this book i really loved it it's although it's sort of a suspense genre it's quite different to most of, of the, those sort of books that i've read before um, and it's one that i found intriguing i really wanted to keep reading to find out what happened good twists some interesting characters to, at the beginning i started to get a bit confused between well who are the main characters here you're introduced to a few characters but it soon uh, I could stu soon see it knitting together and the, this real plot that you think you know where you are and then it changes again. Um, and a good ending as well. I, I really enjoyed that one. Um, I would give it a nine, a strong nine. I did really enjoy that and I would certainly recommend it to others. Um, I know I've read some other Lisa Jewell books, but I don't remember them. And what I do remember is not enjoying them quite as much. So this for me is top the top Lisa Jewell book that I've read of hers and I'm really looking forward to, to reading more. So that's another benefit of the Richard and Judy list. It has made me read a book that I, yes, I had picked it up, but that I hadn't actually thought, right, I'm going to read this today. So if you're looking for something a little bit different, but that suspense, a thriller, um, there are these dead bodies, so is there a crime, what's happened? And it's about uh, the families as well. Um, and different characters that you come across. I won't say any more than that. So I would really recommend that. Nine out of 10, The Family Upstairs by Lisa Jewell. Very good. So the next book is called The Whisper Man by Alex North. I would never have picked this book up if it hadn't been on the Rich and Judy shortlist because it just sounds too scary for me. But I've read it and I've survived, so I can tell you more. Anyway, let's let's read the blurb for you. When Tom and his son Jake move to Featherbank, they're looking for a fresh start. But this sleepy village has a dark past. Fifteen years earlier, a serial killer haunted its streets. In the days before he struck, his young victims claimed to hear whispers in the night. Of course, an old crime need not trouble Tom and Jake until another boy goes missing. And then Jake says he hears a whispering at his window. Uh, Mark Billingham, who's a very good crime writer, had said about this book that it's terrifying and utterly heartbreaking. Um, it's wrong to say I enjoyed this book. As I say, I wouldn't have picked it up, but it was much... It wasn't as bad as I thought it was. It was much easier to read than I had thought. However, once it gets to a certain part, there was no way I was going to sleep until I had finished this book because I thought sleep is not going to come easy. And even if I get to sleep, I'm then going to wake up again 
with the sort of feeling scared heebie-jeebies. So I did power through just to finish it so I could get to sleep. Um, I don't think it's, you know, it's not a Miss Marple. Um, it's something scarier, but it's still a really good crime book. Beautifully written, brilliantly written. So if you're someone who likes uh, a crime book or a thriller, but with a bit of an edge, something a little turning the heat up on the scariness then this would be really good uh, and the other point on the front the other quote is that it's the best crime novel of the decade and that's by Steve Kavanagh no less now Steve Kavanagh I've waffled on about an awful lot uh, he's written 13 uh, twisted all sorts really think he's an accomplished writer so again when I saw that I thought no let's let's read this let's trust Richard and Judy they're not going to put something on that's complete horror um, and it, it's a great book I wouldn't give it to my mum to read but I might give it to my dad to read if that makes sense um, but really good so if you like something with a bit more uh, then that's the one for you The Whisper Man Alex North I gave that an eight and a half because it was a, it was a good book so there we go now, the next one, Blood Orange by Harriet Tice. As I say, I'd heard a lot about this book before when it was in hardback. And a few times I'd picked it up thinking, oh, do I get this? But it was never on a very good offer. So I thought, no, I'll wait till it's in paperback. And then, of course, it came out that it was on the Rich and Judy list. So I got it then. So let's read the blurb. It's short. Alison has it all, a loving family and a career on the rise. She's just been given her first murder case to defend, but all is never as it seems. Um, so this again is a, is a thriller. It's a crime. Let me read you a little bit more. Um, criminal barrister Alison Wood drinks too much. She's neglecting her family and her affair with a colleague is getting out of control. Alison's client doesn't deny that she stabbed her husband. She wants to plead guilty, but something about her story is amiss. Saving this woman may be the first step to Alison saving herself. Someone knows Alison's secrets, someone who wants to make her pay for what she's done and who won't stop until she's lost everything. By the way, sorry if there was a bit of noise there. My daughter is upstairs and she's clearly scraping along the floor and unable to lift her feet in a lightweight, fairy-like way. So there we go. Apologies for that. Anyway, back to the book. Um, in some ways, I really enjoyed this. It delivered. It's if you if you've come across Apple Tree Yard, Girl on the Train, that sort of book I think you'd really enjoy it it's got good twists it's got courtroom scenes which I love um, it's got a good what's thriller crime edge what's going to happen what really happened and you care about the characters I I just had issues with the principal character and the mess she had got herself into um, I, I I struggled to believe it now I know that's wrong because I know people do get in these awful situations so that's it's quite judgmental of me really which is bad but I just it just didn't sit comfortably with me um, and for that reason I'd give it an 8 out of 10 just because of of, of the character uh, the main character and her not just the mess she got herself in but how when situations presented themselves to her how she responded um, how she was as a mother that caught that I think that was probably the major concern see what you think I'd be really keen to know if I've got that wrong if you think it was uh, worthy of I mean an eight's pretty good but if you think it's worth more than, than an eight then do let me know because I'd really like to know what you think about 
about that book because as I say that is one that people have been talking about for quite a while so it'd be really good to know if you think uh, that's worth reading or not so do tell me please so the next one is called The Silent Patient uh, by Alex Michaelides and this one actually I read oh, well I listened to as an audio book so I should uh, put that as a bit of a flyer so the blurb is Alicia Berenson lived a seemingly perfect life until one day six years ago when she shot her husband in the head five times since then she hasn't spoken a single word it's time to find out why. Um, now, I'd again heard great things about this book and thought, oh, I'm going to listen to this. It's told between two different characters, which makes it interesting. The narrators that are used uh, for the audiobook are very good. However, th I reached a point where I just thought, oh, you know what, where is this going? What's happening? And I just thought, no, I'm going to stop listening to this. Maybe that's a fault of the audiobook. I, I don't know that you don't sometimes invest as much with an audiobook or I don't as I do when I'm reading. But I carried on and I'm so glad I did because the sort of the twists and turns and how it picked up and sort of smacks you in the face at the end. It's well worth finishing. So I think it's a good book. I would give it an eight um, because the ending was so commendable, so good. But I did nearly lose faith partway through. So if you've picked it up, started read it, put it down, given that you've already read some of it and you've acquired it, I would say finish it if you can. Um, because it is worth it. It's good to finish and know exactly what happened or didn't. Not saying anything else. Um, so it's a thriller. And again, it's a crime. It's, diff it's difficult to say what's a crime and a thriller because often they're interlinked. But uh, the murder has been committed and it's understanding the backstory and the characters and just what's really going on. So that's a good one. Um, and Alex Michaelides also did screenwriting. So and you can very easily see that when you read it, that it's presented almost as if you were watching it as a film. So that's The Silent Patient by Alex Michaelides. Now the next one, Where the Crawdads Sing by Delia Owens. Now this is the one that I thought uh, I would not have picked it up if it hadn't been on the Rich and Judy list. And I thought, right, I'm going to read all of them. I had heard about it so much on social media. So I had looked at the blurb before and I just thought, no, I'm just not sure this is for me. But people were saying 10 out of 10, extraordinary book. Everyone should read this. So I thought, no, I am going to do it. And as I say, when it was on the list, I thought, right. It wasn't the first one I picked up to read. Um, and actually, I tried it first and couldn't get to grips with it. And it was only when I had read The Whisper Man and Blood Orange that I was in need of something a bit lighter. Not that The Crawdads is light, but just a bit more, bit, just a bit nicer. Not that The Crawdads is. It's really hard to describe, but it is an easier read than Blood Orange and The Whisper Man. Anyway, I am so glad that I picked it up a second time because I loved this book so much. I am going to be waffling on about this book to everyone I meet for a long time. It's a 10 out of 10 for me. You've just got to give it time to breathe. You've just got to allow it to work its magic with you because it is written in a slightly different way to a typical book of this type. 
Let me read the, the blurb to you. For years, rumours of the Marsh Girl have haunted Barclay Cove, a quiet town on the North Carolina coast. So in late 1969, when handsome Chase Andrews is found dead, the locals immediately suspect... Now, I can't even pronounce this. Kaya? Kaya. K-Y-A. Kaya Clark. Let's go for that. They immediately suspect Kaya Clark, the so-called Marsh Girl. But Kaya is not what they say. Sensitive and intelligent, she has survived for years alone in the marsh that she calls home, finding friends in the gulls and lessons in the sand. Then the time comes when she yearns to be loved, when two young men from town become intrigued by her wild beauty. Kaya opens herself to a new life until the unthinkable happens. I just love this book. It's one I'd be recommending to everyone and... Uh, as I say, I know I keep going on about it, but if you can just invest the time to just let the book take over you for the first few chapters, you'll soon get immersed in this beautiful landscape um, with strong characters and it's just glorious writing. Very, very, very good. I gave that a definite 10 out of 10. I just thought it was exceptional. I really did. So that was where the crawdads sing by Delia Owens and then last of all we have She Lies in Wait by Gytha Lodge. Um, now I hadn't heard of uh, Gytha before but apparently she's already written and coming out in, in February is the second one featuring uh, the same detective um, which is just brilliant. Let me find the name. That's right, Jonah Sheens, DCI Jonah Sheens. So he appears in this book and uh, then he's going to be featured in the next one, which is called Watching from the Dark. And that's out in February in hardback. Um, what? OK, let's read the blurb first of all. So seven teenagers went down to the woods. Only six came back. 30 years later, a body is discovered and DCI Sheens already knows what's waiting for him. Aurora Jackson found at last, killed within yards of where she disappeared. All six of her companions insist on their innocence. DCI Sheens is sure one of them is lying. But who? Uh, I, I really enjoyed this. Why did I enjoy it? Because it's a, in some ways it's a good old-fashioned British detective story. You know the crime immediately. The body's been discovered um, and it's working out out of all the characters you come across who is at fault and what's going on. It took me some time to fully trust the, the story. And I think that's just because I had read so many brilliant books of some of a similar type um, and it was quite hard to get into this one as well and if I hadn't been reading all six of them to talk to you about the Rich and Judy shortlist I would probably have held this one back for a few weeks to give it full credit um, but I've read it and I really enjoyed it great writing it's a super um, DCI character you've got that we're going to see coming in subsequent books so I do love a good crime series and this is definitely it it's uh, I didn't see who um, the culprit was, although I kept trying to guess who it might be and thinking I was right. And then that was wrong. Um, it's got some different elements to it that are surprising and really give you some fresh writing as well. So it's, it is a, a, a fresh style compared to some of the more similar crime books that, that you sometimes get. Um, and I can understand why this was on the shortlist. I think it's great to have an author that I hadn't come across before and I'll be looking out for more of her books. So I would give that 
oh, I haven't decided eight and a half or a nine, I have to think, but a really, really good mark. Um, I finished it only today and certainly it's going to be one I'm telling people about. Not as much as Weathercrawl Dad's thing because that was brilliant, um, but this is still a very good book. So we've got six books. What? How would I rank them all? Definitely number one would have to be Weathercrawl Dad's thing because it's just fabulous and it's a book you need to read immediately so stop what you're doing unless you're driving continue driving until you reach a safe place and then get the book immediately uh, the next one my second favorite was the family upstairs really enjoyed that one as well and um, third whisper man yes it was really scary and actually now i finished she lies in wait Actually, I'm going to no, I'm going to put She Lies in Wait as, as third. Um, so first one is Where the Crawdads Sing. See, I've changed my mind as we go along. It's live, people. It's live. Uh, second, Family Upstairs. Third, She Lies in Wait. Fourth, Whisper Man, because for me, it was just quite scary, but I scare easily. Five, Blood Orange. Really enjoyed it. Just got a bit cross with the main character. And six, Silent Patient, because yes, it had a great ending, but oh, I did have to suffer through it to get there. Um, so if you've only got time to read two or three books, Where the Crawdads Sing, definitely. Um, Family Upstairs, I thought was really good. And She Lies in Wait is well worth a read. So those are six books for you to think about. Oh, um, I have had a question. Anthea has contacted me to say, what is the next book? that I'm going to be talking about. What book am I reading at the moment? Well, I am reading a very different book called Golden State by Ben Winters. And I'm really looking forward to talking to you about that. It seems a bit sort of 1984-ish, slightly dystopian, um, but I'll finish it and then I'll be able to tell you more next time. But uh, yes, thanks, Anthea. That's what I'm reading at the moment. I know Golden State is also a basketball team. Uh, but it's not about basketball or so far it's not about basketball there may be a surprise who knows so there we go that's what I've spent my time doing reading those books um, I hope it's been of interest you can get in touch in, with me in all the usual sorts of ways Twitter Instagram uh, you can email me at quickbookreviews at outlook.com and I'll look forward to getting back in touch with you very soon take care now bye-bye you've been listening to the quick book reviews podcast that's enough books, said no one, ever. See you again soon. Hold up, what was that? Boring, no flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here, and it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. 
Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.